Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Showing Up to Your Life podcast and YouTube channel. Art Burns here, Sunday morning. Happy Father's Day to all of you, and thank you for your happy Father's Day wish to me, if that's what you've been doing. <laughs> and if you haven't, that's okay. Um, you know, it's it's funny, this, this holiday of Father's Day and Mother's Day, you know, um, you know, I, I always... You know, of course, I approach these things with a, uh, you know, from the angle of mindfulness, right? And so, <clears throat> so I often look at these, uh, you know, sort of as they call them, the hallmark holidays, right? Um, you know, they they are a beautiful opportunity to, you know, to kind of reflect and to and to connect to our parents, right? And that that's true, even if your parents are deceased, right? Like you can still take today and you can, you know, kind of allow yourself to, to, you know, experience your parents, right? To, to allow yourself to, you know, to be present with your parents, even if that's just in memory, right? And, and even if you're not, you know, if you're, if you're far away geographically from your, your father today, you know, you can still, you know, even if you can't call him on the phone, right? You, you can still connect with him in your heart, Right. <clears throat> and if that is something that is um, that is motivating to you and that is something that is inspiring to you, well, then I I fully uh, suggest that you do that. Right. However. And this is where mindfulness comes in. I do invite you to be intentional about it. Right. And a lot of what, you know, with these Hallmark holidays, you know, and this includes Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, you know, all these kind of, um, you know, holidays that we've made up to appreciate things. Right. And, that, and there's nothing again, nothing wrong with the essence of the holiday, including Valentine's Day. Right. There's nothing wrong with expressing your love for someone. Right. And obviously that's something that, you know, should never be discouraged. Right. But the question is. You know, are you only buying chocolates for someone on Valentine's Day because that's what you're supposed to do, right? Are you only uh, sending a card or, you know, something for your father today just because that's what you're supposed to do, right? That is not necessarily serving you, right? It, it's, you know, if it's not something that you feel truly you know, if, you know, perhaps, you know, there's a lot of people out there whose fathers, you know, you know, maybe did more harm than good, right? Maybe they weren't great fathers. Maybe there was, you know, even if it wasn't abuse, maybe there was some neglect. Maybe there was some just lack of connection, right? Maybe there was some lack of effort on the part of, of the father, right? <clears throat> and in these cases, it's okay not to wish Happy Father's Day. And maybe instead, this is a time where you want to still build that connection and, and, and maybe explain some of the things that you feel about your relationship and, and how your father did what he did, right? <clears throat> you know, there, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. And so so I just kind of, you know, wanted to open today talking about that a little bit, because, you know, again, a lot of times, you know, we, we have these automatic holidays and the problem with it is right. And the, the reason why I'm bringing this up ultimately is because, <clears throat> you know, you might open Facebook today. Right. <laughs> you know, just like a few weeks ago for Mother's Day, you might open this this social media and and see just the flood of, you know, oh, my father and the old pictures that people have and and, you know, and, and you know, kind of praising their father and celebrating their father the same way they did with their mother a couple of weeks ago. Right. 
and and you know maybe this is all you know it's all very beautiful and stuff right but maybe it doesn't feel right to you right maybe you don't have that right maybe you don't have those old pictures of your dad right maybe there were no old pictures maybe there was no you know moments worth commemorating right you know, there could be many different reasons why that doesn't resonate with you when you open up Facebook today and see all the many, you know, list, you know, scrolling, you know, falling, you know, praises of the fathers, right, who are out there. And so if that is the case, you know, as you're watching those things, uh, you know, as you're scrolling through Facebook today, you might start to feel a little bit of shame. Right. You might start to feel like, well, shoot, you know, why is it that I can't have this? Why can't I have this connection? Why? Why do you know, everybody else seems to have this beautiful, happy relationship with their fathers and, and I don't. So what's wrong with me? Right. And so in this moment, right, this is a, a true moment for for self-compassion. Right. And, and it's an important moment for self-compassion for you. OK. Because, you know, you, you can look at this and realize that, number one, none of it is your fault, right? Whatever your father did or did not do, and whatever you did in relationship, whatever rebellion you had, whatever, you know, running away or getting into stuff, drugs, violence, whatever it is, you know, it's not entirely at least your fault. And most of it's not your fault at all. Right. Because most of this was stuff that that originated, even if it wind up being stuff that, you know, uh, decisions that you made as a as an adult. Right. The the context, the, the sort of, you know, fodder from which that decision arose. Right. Was formed when you were very young, when you did not have the faculty to 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 make your own decisions and to and to forge your own path, as it were. Right. That was way beyond your control. <clears throat> and so it's important to recognize that it's, it's you know, and, and as part of a self-compassion practice. Right. If 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 you would like, I will give you a very simple self-compassion practice you can do right now about this. OK, so if you are in a position where you're feeling this like, you know, this tension and this this sort of, um, uh, <clears throat> you know, conflict within you. You know, where you want to feel this stuff for your father, you want to, you know, engage in this Father's Day, but it just doesn't feel like you have that. Like it's just something that's not available to you. Right. So so in that moment, <clears throat> there's three steps that I want you to take. OK, the first step is just pause for a moment and recognize the difficulty. Right. This is a very important step, because, again, we're going, 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 right? And as we're going, 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 right? We're not, you know, we're, we're all wrapped up <clears throat> in the thoughts and the emotions, right? And that's where that shame is going to come. It's going to grab you and it's going to, you know, just make it impossible for you to, you know, to kind of resolve this for yourself, right? And you're just going to get into a place of, of misdirected blame and, and all kinds of conflicting thoughts. And it's just going to become very, very confusing. So stopping and just pausing for a moment and recognizing, you know, this is difficult for me. This is a difficult day for me. Okay, that in and of itself is going to help you to, to just, you know, become present with the feelings that you have. This is a very, very important step. Now, after you've taken that step, right, after you've recognized that this is really hard for me today, right, now 
you can use that. Now, one of the things that we often do, and this is just a human mind thing that happens, okay? Psychologists talk about it all the time, right? That when we, when we feel like we are in a position of difficulty, right? When we are suffering, right? We have this tendency to feel that separate self, right? That sense of separate self. That, that's what arises in that, that emotion, right? That emotion of feeling the pain and suffering that we're feeling, it isolates us, right? Internally, <clears throat> right? And so, and this is going to tie into today's subject, believe it or not, this is not the subject for today. This is all bonus material for you. <laughs> but, um, but, but, you know, you can feel the connection to the rest of the world through the suffering, Okay, now this is, a, again, very. all three of these steps are very important. Don't skip any of them, okay? Because what you do now in this sense of, you know, as, you, as you're con- contemplating, right, this, this feeling that you're having about Father's Day, right, you can know that, you know, even the people that you're seeing on Facebook, right, you can assume that maybe half of them just is a round number, right, but it's a huge portion of those people who you're seeing, you know, just praise, you know, just shower praises and and glory upon their fathers with old pictures and stuff like this, pictures from their military service and stuff like that, right, you can bet that a huge proportion of those people do not necessarily feel the way that they or or the 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 thing that they're putting out there on social media is not completely accurate to how they feel and to to what their relationship really is to their fathers right so that's first of all right and secondly right you can you can know know fully that the percentages are i mean it's it's at least 30 40% of the people out there either don't have a relationship with their father or have a very, you know, un, you know, un, uh, leave it to beaver kind of feeling relationship to their parents. Right. And so, so again, even though you're seeing maybe, maybe your friends list, right. Maybe if you have, you know, a thousand people on your Facebook friends list, you're seeing a hundred of these posts, right. That's not representative of the society of a whole. Right. And so and so, again, you can connect to all of those people, all of us. And I am one. Right. I am with you right now that I, too, have a really difficult time on this day. Right. Because my relationship with my father was not a happy one. It was not a beneficial one. And in fact, I can even ask myself the question, am I supposed to wish a happy Father's Day to somebody who was a terrible father? Like, that's just a reasonable question to ask. Right. Does, you know, is there a deserving? Right. Now, again, I can be compassionate in that. And I and and the more compassionate I am about it, the more healthy, the better it is for me to do that. Right. It's not going to change what my dad's doing today in one way or the other. Right. Either way I go, it's not going to change. Like maybe he'll get a moment of happiness if I call him. But otherwise, he's living his life. Right. So it's what's happening in me. Right. How am I, you know, processing this? Am I processing it from a place of resentment and anger or am I processing it from a place of like, yeah, you know, this guy just didn't know what he was doing, whatever. It doesn't change the fact that I don't want to be connected to him in this time for whatever reason. You know, all those are still possible, but you can still feel that level of compassion for him. Right. You can still say, you know, 
whatever pain, you know, caused my father to be a bad father, you know, I hope that that pain is relieved someday. Doesn't mean that I have to call him and say, oh, dad, I love you. Let's be, you know, father and son here after, you know, 50 years of, of not doing it. That's not necessary, right? Because that's, again, that's maybe a little phony, right? So it's really about being authentic here, right? So again, that second step of the self-compassion is to feel that connection to everyone who's got a bad relationship with their father. And again, that's the thing that we're talking about today. This could apply to anything, right? <clears throat> Sense that connection to those people, okay? Just sit and dwell in that. Just, just feel it in your body, right? That, that, that there are many other people. And again, right here, I'm one, many, many other people out there, millions of them who share the same exact sentiment and the same exact pain, the same exact trauma, maybe not exact, but very similar trauma, pain, suffering, the same as you, right? So you're not alone. It's not your fault and you're not alone. Okay. Now, after you've gone through this process of, of, of recognizing the, the pain and the difficulty, recognizing the suffering, and then connecting through that suffering to the rest of humanity, right? Now, it's a very simple and, and natural progression to simply offer yourself some kind support, right? You know, Art, yeah, this is a hard day, and it's always a hard day. Every year, it's a hard day. And, and you know what? You did your part. You know, you, you've done what you've done and, and it's all good and it's okay. And I'm here for you. Okay. I am not going to abandon you in your time of need. I am going to stay here with you and I'm going to support you. Doing these three steps is shown to, to have immense positive benefits for you. Okay, again, it's got very little to do with your father at that point. It's got everything to do with you. So if you have any questions about that, I want you to please, please get in touch with me, okay? Because this is a very, very important topic and something that, that could really mean a huge difference to you and to those around you, and I want that for you, okay? So, so please, if you have any questions at all about this, I beg of you to get in touch with me, okay? So I want to talk today about connection. I want to talk about what connection means, why we need to connect to each other, and how we can connect to each other. Okay, now I know I've taken half the time here um, with this Father's Day thing, and it wasn't planned, but, but let's see if we can get through this. Okay, so why do we need to connect with each other? right? Sometimes it seems like a luxury, right? But the truth is, I just actually watched yesterday an interview between, uh, or a conversation between Gabor Mate, Dr. Gabor Mate, and Dr. Stephen Porges, who is the, um, the, uh, the person who came up, the brilliant genius who came up with the polyvagal theory, okay? I'll talk more about the polyvagal theory in another episode, but, but assume that, you know, the Dr. Porges is, is talking all about the vagus nerve, right? And, and how the vagus nerve, you know, kind of, um, you know, how it, it, it enables actually social connection, right? But even further than that, right, 
you know, Dr. Porges talks about the importance of this, right? From, from a standpoint of our feeling of safety, right? And how important connection is to our to our stress and to, to you know how important connection is in the in the mitigation of the negative aspects of stress, right? Could not be more important, right? Could not be more important. I invite you to look up, you know, you can probably find some stuff on YouTube with Dr. Stephen Porges, P-O-R-G-E-S. Uh, you can read his book if you want. I have not gotten the, the polyvagal theory is a book that was published in 2011. I have the handbook or the, or the pocket guide to the polyvagal theory, which is kind of like a, a, a very light version. I understand the, the original is very, very science. Like Dr. Mate said yesterday, not for the faint of heart. I've heard that from several different sources. Um, but you can certainly get this one on an audio book, right? The pocket guide, you know, whatever. I encourage you to look into this, and we'll cover more of this as we go, okay? But but what Dr. Porges calls um, connection, right? It's not just a, a you know, it's, it's not a, a luxury. It's not just something that is beneficial to us. It is literally what he calls a biological imperative, right? And I believe this because I know through other studies and, and through my own experience, right? I know that when I feel a connection to someone, that something special happens, right? But that's just what I can notice. And I notice it, of course, because of my mindfulness practices, right? But, but even, you know, we can look up scientific data, right? That shows us that, you know, when we're engaged in a conversation with someone, when we're really connected to somebody, right? We've known for a long time that our facial expressions are going to mirror each other, that our gestures are going to start mirroring each other. But we also know that the neurons of our brains are going to sync up with each other. We also know that that the rhythm of our heart is going to, to, to sync up with each other. So if, if I'm in a place where my heart is, is racing, I'm in a place of stress, but then I connect with you in a, in a meaningful, you know, true connection, then my heart will ease to match the feeling of your heart. And so, so in every way, when we're connecting with each other, we're, we're benefiting our own biology and we're also benefiting the biology of the person with whom we're connected. Okay. This is not some ambiguous woo-woo concept. This is founded and rooted in hard-nosed neuroscience, okay? So, so it is truly a biological imperative to connect with others, okay? So that's the why. Um, what was the, the other one that I said? It was, uh, um, I said why, and then I just want to get myself straight here. Um, <clears throat> what is connection, Right? Connection is presence, really, right? Connection is the ability to be 100% with that person who with whom we're connecting, right? Now, <clears throat> what does that mean, right? That means listening, right? That means feeling, and ultimately that means caring, right? The minute that you connect with someone, right? On a deep, meaningful way, 
right? And, and and when I say deep, meaningful way, that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, a, lot, a big, yeah, that sounds very big, but even if you're sitting next to somebody in an, an airplane, right? Spending three hours next to somebody in an airplane, right? But it doesn't have to be three hours, right? It could be five minutes that you're standing waiting for something online, right? It could be um, even a minute standing on a grocery line, right? It could be even the flash of an of a, of a eye contact and a smile with somebody passing on the street, right? These are all valid connections. Now, the deeper the connection, of course, the deeper the impact is going to have on us, right? And so, so what connection means though, really is to, so, so when I'm, when I'm in a, a conversation with somebody, right? Like right now, right? You're watching this, right? And right now I exist in you because you have, your brain is processing me, right? You're listening to the sound of my voice. You're processing the information that this energy of my voice is, is projecting to you. And you're seeing my visual representation, right? This is all, now we've talked about this before, right? And, and I'm going to do another episode on this coming up because it's worth doing again. I exist in your nervous system, right? Now, the way that I see myself and the way that my, my wife sees me and the way that you see me could be three completely different things, right? And so, so I'm just saying that for the standpoint that, that it's just about me existing within you, right? But in order for me to exist within you, you have to, we have to have a connection, right? Like, you know, but the connection is me in you and you in me, right? And so the idea then, the, the way that that happens is simply by noticing, right? Simply the fact that you're paying attention to me makes the connection because the paying attention to me is what allows me to live inside your mind and inside your nervous system, okay? And so, so the minute that happens though, right? As soon as we can really be present and really feel this connection, right? Which is just to be intentional about it, right? And of course, as you practice, you deepen this over and over, but, but it's really just about paying attention to the other person, right? And the minute you do that, the minute I exist in you because you're paying attention to me, now there's an automatic level of caring that you have for me, right? And thank you. I really appreciate that. I mean, I really do appreciate that. But it's impossible for us not to because we care about ourselves, right? It's a part of our survival instinct, right? And that's what Dr. Porges means when he says it's a biological imperative, right? It's important for me that I connect with you. Now, of course, this connection is a little weird. It's one-sided because I don't see you, I don't, but I know you're there. I have this image of someone out there, you know, so I'm still making some kind of connection. But of course, we're talking more, you know, more regularly, it would be just a one-on-one, -on -one, right? If you and I were, say, on a Zoom call where I see your face and you see my face, right? As Dr. Uh, Dan Siegel talks about all the time, right? There's, there's me, then there's you, there's we right? But there's a, a, a we that Dr. Siegel talks about, right? There's a me that includes you, right? 
that this we is is part you, part me, but it's also a combination thing that we have, right? That's the connection, okay? Now, how, right? Again, it comes really from just paying attention, right? But <laughs> it's also about feeling that compassion, right? Like when we can, when we can have, when we, when we pay attention, right? When I'm, I'm really focused in on, on our conversation, I'm focused in on you. I'm not thinking in the back of my mind, oh gosh, what am I going to have for lunch? When, when this person's going to stop talking, like, um, you know, gosh, now, does he know that he's got this, you know, crumb on his, on his mustache? You know, um, you know, I, I wonder where he buys his glasses or, or, you know, you know, I, I wonder who told him that was a nice shirt, you know, <laughs> whatever, right? When we're thinking all those thoughts, we're not really connecting. Right. So, so in order to connect, it's to be there with the person. Right. And a great way to cultivate that, at least in the beginning, as we start to, to, you know, as we try to, to create the conditions for this connection, right. A great way to, to, to facilitate that is through compassion. Right. Because again, you know, just considering the compassion, right. Just considering that, I want you to be free from suffering, right? The minute I've done that, now you're living inside of me. And when you're living inside of me, that care that I have for you is automatic, right? But it goes even further than that, right? The starting point is even before that, right? And this comes back to what I just mentioned to you, which is self-compassion, right? Because until we can connect with ourself, it's very difficult to connect with others. So the idea then, right, is through meditation and mindfulness practices to be present with ourselves, to really be present with ourselves, and then to offer ourselves some form and some measure of compassion, right? Like I art, I want you to be free from suffering today and every day. When I can practice that, when I can practice connecting to myself and then I practice connecting to others, well, then the true connection and the true benefits of the connection are going to flourish and they're going to flow like a river. They really are. And it feels absolutely amazing. And it all just starts with the simple practices that we talk about, right? The simple ability to not be thinking about your shirt, but instead to be connected to you, right? And this is a skill that is developed through practice. So a few minutes a day of meditation and practicing some compassion practices on top of that, within a matter of weeks, you're going to start feeling this. And it's going to be benefiting you physically, emotionally, mentally. And from that place of benefit of physical, emotional, and, and mental benefit, from that place, you can achieve amazing things in your life. Amazing things in your life. And I'm here to help you if you want, okay? Uh, the practices are simple. 
They're very simple. All it takes is a commitment to do them. And in a lot of ways, a coach is very helpful in that sense, right? Because most people, they, they get really good at, you know, we come out of the gate the first couple of weeks. It's like, yeah, I'm going to do this every day. I'm going to change my life. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Yes, go, go, go. And then, you know, oh, but my, you know, my aunt passed away. So I had a funeral. I went away for, you know, five days. I, you know, got drunk with all my cousins and I didn't practice. So now I feel like I, I have to start over again. And I don't really, I don't know. It felt like too hard. So I'm, you know, I'm going to just try to read another book. I'm going to try to try something different. That's what happens. It doesn't have to be a funeral. <laughs> it could be, uh, you know, one of any kind of, you know, many, many disruptions. But that's what I hear all the time. And so that's where having a coach that you meet with for, you know, for a certain amount of time, you meet every week to, you know, to, to move it along. You got an ally. You got somebody here to help. And, and but one of the most one of the most amazing things I do for my clients is to tell them how great they're doing because that's the other part, right? Is that, okay, all right, I've been doing these practices. You know, I know the first couple of weeks were rough, but then I got it on, on pace and now I'm doing it every day, but I don't see any difference. I can't feel it. So what the heck is going on? Well, let me ask you, you know, I'll ask you four questions. And out of those four questions, you're going to feel completely different. You're going to see the, the progress that you've made. And that's the thing. We just don't notice it. And that's where a coach helps. Right. So if you're interested in this, if you want to just see what a coaching session feels like, there is one that you already own. Okay. It's already yours. All you got to do is claim it. You can do so by hitting the Cal app, the Calendly link in my uh, in the description here. Okay, it's going to be at the very bottom of the description. Uh, it says Calendly Artburns Coaching, something there about. Click on it, follow the prompts. It's a 30-second process, maybe a minute or two tops. Complete the process, pick the day, pick the time, and, and you're done. And then everything else is on me. All you got to do is show up authentically and openly and let me connect with you on a call and and you're going to feel what it's like to be coached and I would love to do that for you really would it's going to be so fun so and and believe me folks this is not going to be there forever because my schedule is getting pretty tight and at this point I've already had a couple of days where I'm like okay I got to turn this thing off like it's not I can't just have these calls just jumping in when I have you know seven meetings in a day you know so so it's getting to that point where this is not going to be available for forever so book it now while you can you might be surprised at, at how how much you can just get out of this one 45-minute session. And and there's nothing, can, no strings attached at all, okay? If, if that if the, the, never goes any further than this one 45-minute session, that's fine by me. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, happy Father's Day to all you fathers who are out there. Um, you know, I know I... <laughs> I gave you a little bit of a dismal view on, on Father's Day, but for all you dads like me who are out there doing it and trying to do it right and really putting in the effort and, and trying to connect with your children, I salute you. All right, everybody. Wishing you well. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.